Hi everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Level Play Podcast, your source for everything related to athlete brand management. My name is Dave Kalen, and I will be your host for today's festivities. So today's episode is all about personal branding and how to use the tools available, uh, and specifically the social media tools, to promote your personal brand. We're going to talk about the different social media platforms out there and how to use each one, both effectively and differently. And today I'm going to be talking about all that with my buddy Jim, and let's just bring him in and see where this goes. Hey man, how's it going? Good, Dave. Everything is great. How's everything with you? Yeah, not too bad. So um, today we want to talk about uh, uh, branding and social media. And so let's just let's just start off right from the start. I mean, in your opinion, what is branding? You know, specifically, uh, you know, for uh, for an athlete, not you know, Coca Cola or Apple or anything like that, but for and for a specific person, a specific athlete, what is branding? Well, branding, Dave, is it's what people think about when you come up in the conversation. So for, you know, from the athlete standpoint, from our perspective, it's not something that the athlete themselves can force or control. Even you have to think of it as an extension of yourself and you have to simply be an influencer in your own world of branding. And what I mean by that, you know, what it's, what the fans that come to your games, think of you as what they, what they talk about in the stands before the game, after the game, during the game. So your personal brand as an athlete is, is really tied to your personality, your character, your politeness, your ability to connect with people. What are the, what are the other parents saying about you in the stands? Are they rooting you on? Are they cheering for you? Or they yelling at you for not making that pass you should have made, you know, especially to their to their even kids. inside the game. You're saying yeah, even- inside the game, right? So your brand is on display all the time when you come up in a conversation, and obviously, if you have the ball, you're part of the conversation. So, and from the from the individual athlete, you have no real direct control other than how you conduct yourself, how you behave, what kind of a teammate you are how respectful you are to your coaches, how respectful you are to the, uh, your teammates and the other players and uh, on the other team. And then, you know, the parents and everybody else in your, in your, in your world as a, as an individual athlete, it's about you and your position as a, as a person. And that, that starts your brand. I mean, that starts your brand. That's where your brand begins. Right. Well, so you're thinking uh, just going out there, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, whenever he takes a, a snap, am I thinking about state farm insurance? Yeah, sometimes. But, you know, from that perspective, he has a team around him that kind of crafts the narrative and they make sure when he's in those commercials that it, it, it you know, it represents him and it represents that brand. You know, there's a kind of a crossover of brands between the Aaron Rodgers brand and the, you know, the insurance brand. And they kind of have to coexist. So, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of the whole thing is that as you see these players on the field and, you know, they're interviewed on, on 
sports networks and they're, they they make the news and you know they come up in the newspaper they're they're positive personalities and their personal brand is a positive influence for the corporate brands so for athletes that don't have a team around them and don't have a strategist and a a publicist and a a, a, a fashion consultant uh, and all these other things, right? You're on your own. So it's really about how you conduct yourself, how you move through your world, how you move through your particular day to day. That's that's what starts your brand. And that once you become aware of that, then you have the foundation for your brand to grow. And that's really what we're talking about is how do we grow a personal brand? And, you know, if if you're mean to some kid, and, you know, his parents have bad things to say about you in the stands that influences what everybody thinks about you. So that's just and, you know, a lot of a lot of people don't have, you know, it doesn't sound like anything you really want to think about when you're, you know, an up and coming athlete as a, as a child. But it, it is important. And a lot of the best, most successful athletes at young ages have some type of mentor in their life that keeps them. That keeps them grounded and on the straight and narrow. And that can hmm. be a parent, a mother, a father, an uncle, uh, a, a coach that's really taken, taken, taking them under their wing and, and helping them through more than just the fundamental skills of a game. Uh, there's any number of mentors that could be your, your kind of brand mentor. Uh, and, and I think that's the important thing now is, you know, as we get into this world of social media, to be conscious of that and to be able to deliberately reflect on, you know, if I do this, what does that mean? How are people going to think about me? And should I do this? You know, think twice before you do something stupid, which is exactly, honestly, that's good advice all around is think twice before you do something (laughs) stupid. You don't have to be an athlete to follow that advice. Right. Um, A lot of social media can follow you both on and off the field. I on and off the field. And you know what? It's just never going to go away. Look at all of the celebrities that have been taken down by posts they've made, you know, eight, 10 years ago. It's like, oh, we found these old tweets from so-and-so. And, you know, they've just been dragged through the mud over, over what they thought, what they, they said off the cuff on the app, you know, eight years ago without really thinking about it. And it went away. They don't think about it anymore. They probably don't even remember posting them. But mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, somebody's, somebody's dragged them back up and they're getting roasted for, you know, what they thought eight years ago, which, you know, everybody evolves. Nobody thinks you know, very few people are, are exactly who they were more than five years ago. So like is I don't even know Let alone when you were in high school. Right. Know? Exactly. I don't even know if that's fair. From the other standpoint about your personal brand and 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 stepping out as an athlete, uh, as we move into some of the some of the opportunities coming forward for student athletes and for amateur athletes in social media and the ability to, to be an influencer, you have to slowly build those followings. If you have a legitimate fan base following you on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, the organic growth around that you need to start with your first follower and you need to grow it one follower at a time, even if you get it right. Are you talking about specific platforms or just social media? Every platform. I mean, right. when you open your account, you've got no followers and the faster you can grow to, you know, a meaningful level of followers, 
that's you know the more influence you're going to have and 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 the the greater scope your personal brand is going to is going to is going to have so mm-hmm. I, you know and it's really just one at a, one follower at a time and then as as things progress um i think what we're going to see very shortly is athletes being able to leverage their social media personalities and their social media audiences into career opportunities after their playing days, whether they never go pro or they've been pro for 10 years. Once you, once you're off the field and off of organized competitive sports, you still have your social media audience. And that is critical. You have to be able to continue to uh, leverage leverage influence monetize you know whatever's available to you uh in in your career moves after your your sports time uh is really an important critical step it's something you've been building for years and it is not an asset that that goes away when you when you take your you know when that final buzzer sounds you have it right right? Uh, lebron james i mean has 80 81 82 million followers and they're not going to go away when he retires you know, his base forever. No, still gonna exactly. be there. He's going to have, he's going to have the ability to, to say what he wants to say to those, to those people. And that's the way social media works. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's important for, you know, anyone who is going to step in front of a crowd and, and play a game to understand that people will, people won't follow you so much because of your ability to play the game. They will follow you because of the personal brand that you've built and you connect with them on some level that is influenced and maybe a channel through your sports career, but it's not going to be why people stick with you on those social media platforms. So, uh, you know, it's something to think about. Um, There are many, many, many people who have a following on social media that have never played a game. And they're famous for being on social media and they've been able to make, you know, some of them have made a career of it. Some of them are, are doing a nice side hustle as these micro influencers, they call them. Um, and it has nothing to do with anything they've done in the sports world because they're not athletes. They've never, they don't play on a team. So an athlete has an edge in that they get to showcase themselves to, you know, a paying crowd, you know, pandemic pandemic notwithstanding well this will be interesting how the um you know because right now we're going through all these name image likeness cases you know the nil cases for college athletes and it'll be interesting to see how some athletes can monetize their social media brand as athletes and are they still going to be amateurs even if they can monetize their social media presence yeah i that's a that's a uh a, a tough case. And that's just a, a, an interesting um, way that this is all playing out. But I can tell you from the standpoint of all of the athletes that are up for the NFL draft, we're in NFL draft season right now, their social media audience is an asset to them as they start the professional careers. And, you know, this week while they're in, while they're in, uh, camps and, and, and workouts, isn't the time to start, Oh, I need to start building my Instagram followers or you need to start, you know, like they started (laughs) six years ago when they were coming out of high school and they now have, right. I mean, you have to, you have to start. It takes a long time to build up a following 
And as they turn pro, independent of whether or not at some point college level athletes are able to monetize their name, image, and likeness, independent of that, it's still critical for these, for these athletes that are going to turn pro to have this base. Because then now when you become someone who can cut a deal for a brand and you could be a spokesperson for a brand and represent someone, now you bring a bigger asset to the negotiating table. I have 4 million followers on these platforms. Here's why my contract should be, you know, more than you're telling me it should be especially as, as a rookie, yeah. right? I mean, so social media is a, is, a, is a brand new way to really leverage your career after your playing days and after, you know, after your college days right now. So if we can break it into where college athletes uh, find some ground to monetize their name, image, and likeness and these social media channels, then the, the day you sign with a college team is not the time to decide you need to start launching these social media accounts. You need to start that earlier and build your, you know, build your brand going forward. Now, when you were 16, how much, how much, how much, how much career planning were you doing when you were 16, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, but you know, obviously uh, I, we didn't have social media back then, but I mean, now you have a Twitter account when you're right. in your, you know, Right, right. Infant, we didn't have but, uh, it, right. We didn't have social media, uh, and what you did, you know, on on the weekend between games and after practice, it when it was done, it was over, and you know, you know, it just wasn't anything that came back around. Nobody was taking your picture. Nobody was. I think of, uh, you know, some of these some of these uh, Olympic athletes that got their picture taken, you know, doing things between the Olympic games at parties and stuff, and it's like, mm. did you? did you have to take that guy's picture or that girl's picture doing that thing at that party? Is that really, I mean, obviously they didn't know they were being photographed or filmed, but you know, it's just, it's just the kind of thing. Social media is a very real concern for everybody and you need to step up and master it and figure it out. So which ones are, uh, which ones are the better? Well, right now for fun, for fun, bouncy entertainment, you know, engagement, TikTok obviously is the huge one. Um, and, and there's plenty of opportunities to do some really cool stuff on TikTok. Um, so if you can, if you can follow the trends on TikTok and, and get into doing some TikToks with uh, your crew, your friends around you, um, that's a good one to learn. Instagram continues to evolve in their ability to create stories and extend into videos and extend into, uh, I believe Instagram has even launched a marketplace where you can post things for sale and the, the oh. buy now button is directly in your post. Uh, they were, I know they were working on that and oh. I, I believe it's out there at this point. I, I haven't followed up on that. Um, so Instagram obviously is a big one. TikTok is, is hot at, at this point. And uh, as far as, you know, the core, the baseline of your personal brand. I, I recommend it, Twitter's not trendy with the younger crowd, but Twitter is definitely where you want to go if you're going to be if you're going to be a serious personality, if you're going to be newsworthy, if you're going to bring social justice issues to bear, if you're going to create support around uh, a campaign or a, a, a you know a, a newsworthy item that you're involved in or something else. Twitter is really the place to go for news 
and for it's it's a it's a little more serious than both Instagram and TikTok. Let's say it's it's interesting because we see a, a, an article about you know just anything you know they immediately go and get people's Twitter feeds and get their reaction. That's right. Twitter. That's right. And a lot of that has to do with um, the basic rules of Twitter is once you put it out on Twitter, it's public domain and the news organizations don't have to come back to you and ask permission. So if you, if you put it on Twitter and you put it on Twitter, they can put it on the news and just, and, and if you don't know that, then, you know, learn it here. If you put it on Twitter, they can put it on the news and nobody has to tell you about it. <laughs> so just a heads up. Huh. Exactly. Yeah. It's public yeah. domain. Anybody can retweet. Uh, I do believe they have control now over who can respond and uh, which are some nice features they're building into. So you really have to pay attention to how these platforms are evolving as we go forward. One of the business tools or one of the business common practices, let's call it, on Twitter is something called a tweet storm. I don't know if you've seen these tweet storms out there, Dave. Mm. Um, that's where you have yeah. a series of six or eight or 10 tweets in a row and you number them. You number them one slash one of 10, two of 10, three of 10, or just the number, you know, one slash two slash three slash. Uh, that's an awesome way to do a longer, longer post, a longer thought chain, a longer um you know, a, a longer pitch or a longer explanation about a topic or a little educational thing. That's truly into the world of uh, what we call micro blogging out here. It's just, it's just yeah. a thing. So yeah, but yeah. you want to lay that out. You want to make sure that your thoughts all fit very nicely into each particular tweet. Uh, and you want to post those very quickly one after another. And then, you know, if you've got friends or colleagues that are around the idea, then they can get behind it, like it, retweet it, um, start to spread the word. Um, and that, you know what, that brings me to another topic I wanted to cover here today. Mm. As you build your personal brand as an athlete, as a student athlete, as somebody who's going to leverage sports as part of who they are and how they, how they step out into the world, you have resources around you that you need to kind of be aware of and, 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 and think of, and, you know, your best friends are, are your team. And if they're on your team, that's even better. Just the way that you prepare for you know, a, a game, a contest, a match, the team of you and your friends need to prepare for your social media. You know, make sure that nobody, nobody's posting things they shouldn't be posting. You can help, you know, you could step in and be a mentor for your teammates that need a little guidance. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna get out and perform on a court, one of your friends needs to be working your, your phone. And they need to be taking the shots for you. And you need to discuss how did that look? How did that go? Should you do a different angle? Was the lighting right? You know, like bring everybody who could be involved into it, into it. Just understand that the people around you are your social media team as much as they're, they're your, you're on the court team. And you're going to go a lot farther than you, a lot farther than somebody who's trying to, to, you know, set their phone up and, and balance it against a, a you know, a, a box and see if they could get a shot by themselves, right? Get other people involved and get them, get them to help you with your social media and build it. It's, it, it's easier to be raised by a That's social right. media exactly. village. That's right. Exactly. Leverage so to the people around you to kind of build your own personal brand and then return the favor, right? If you're going to do, you know, some, some crazy oh. sports related, you know, backward shots or half court shots or, some other thing like that. Um, or I've seen some great soccer 
uh, social media where, you know, somebody comes flying into the, into the frame and they, they, the camera is set up just the perfect way and they, they kick this soccer ball and you really get a sense of how much left to right and up to down movement that this ball can get the kind of spin they could put on these soccer balls. It's just crazy. Once you get the camera in the right angle and that takes, that takes some practice. Uh, it takes some practice to, to work the camera the right way. Um, and it's just, you know, you could do some really amazing content if you bring your teammates into, uh, you know, developing a, a, a codependent, uh, mutually beneficial social media strategy where your friends are helping you and you're helping your friends. And you really need to kind of just, you know, think about that going forward. You really have the opportunities um, to help each other out and to grow your own, to help each other grow their brand. It's just, it's just the way to go. It really is. Oh, interesting. And of course, that's the social aspect of social media. I, hey, you know what? Social media <laughs> when you're in real life. How about that? Yeah. Uh, just, by, you know, you're building your brand just by walking in the room, right? I mean, do, who do you say hello to? Who do you smile at? That's what really builds your brand at the, at the baseline level. You need to be aware of that. All right. Well, um, we'll just uh, wrap it up there. So, uh, hey, good talking to you. Thanks for uh, for your insight into uh, into branding and social media, how to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is baseline. Obviously, these platforms change constantly. Uh, they're adding new features. They're adding new algorithms. They're adding new uh, abilities to connect with people. And you just need to go forward, you know, with that, you know, keep your eyes and ears open, learn how the next thing is going to work and go from there. The only constant is change. That's right. What's good, though. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Dave. All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the Level Play Sports Podcast. I'd like to thank my buddy Jim for chatting with me. Hope you enjoyed our conversation and learned something along the way. If you like what you heard today, then... Please subscribe and you'll be notified of future episodes. Also, if you like what you heard, then feel free to leave something in the comments. Of course, don't be a troll. But if you want to discuss anything we've been talking about here or have any ideas for future episodes, then we'd love to hear from you. Okay, well, that's it for now. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Level Play Podcast, where we will discuss athlete brand management in more detail. For the Level Play Podcast, I'm Dave Kalin. Have a good one.